Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. On the 12th day of podcast, Todd prepared to wear 12 leather jackets, 11 heavy hoodies, 10 lighter sweaters, 9 festive polos, 8 cozy zip-ups, 7 fancy vests, 6 fancier vests, 5 graphic tees, 4 pairs of jorts, 3 cargos, 2 fuzzy socks, and 2 Santa hats to cover each nip, and 2 Santa hats to cover each nip. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch The Princess, Princess Switch, Switch 2. Switched again? The switching. <laughs> I think we all said it differently and all said it wrong on some level. I'll leave it to the listener to decide who. There can be only three. <laughs> oh, I have a lot my to say. God. Oh, I have a lot to say about Fiona Ocean as well, Mikey. This movie became like a heist in the middle of it. And terrible but oh, listen yeah. i loved it okay wait who start who picked it Paige has got to say it first i picked it okay, take yeah, yeah. control page let's I am go holding my tongue so much i picked it because i picked the last one last year because we hadn't done it and this is like the cornerstone of what i am now calling netflix's mcu their merry cinematic universe hell yeah is that any netflix movie where someone gets married because that feels like a very low no, bar no, no. i meant mary like m-e-r-r-y like oh, christmas as in mary and bright mary and bright <laughs> which but i ever since i said that i have not stopped receiving dms that just say mary and bright honestly good for you though good for you I saw that aunt this past weekend and I was and I said Mary and Bright and she was like, ha ha ha. And she has no recollection of it happening. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. So I, I believe this is part of the MCU. Netflix is Mary as in Mary and Bright <laughs> uh, cinematic universe. And we had not really touched it yet, except for doing Night Before Christmas, which I still maintain as the best one because it's yes. fucking bonkers. It's my favorite. It is my favorite. All the, this is also bonkers in some crazy ways. I did see that there is a third princess switch. Yeah, what? there's a third one. Well, that's why I was like, we have to do the first. One. We got to get into it because like Paige, this has got to be a yearly tradition. I demand a- apologies for demanding. I demand you pick this third one next year yeah of course that's my plan by then there'll probably be two more one can only hope but i think we should do one a year until vanetta hudson's dies i think netflix has pulled the plug on the vanetta hudson's universe i i think they just couldn't this year for some reason because they did release the new one last year anyway so i picked the original <laughs> one so i had to pick the second one yes. because i had to know what happened did i watch the first one again before we did this no did i listen to our episode absolutely not did I think that Montanero and Belgravio were the same place? It was intensely confused for the first 20 to 30 minutes of this movie. Oh, Absolutely. Paige, I'm glad I was not the only one in that. Okay, I'm going to talk about it now. Fuck it. I'm not going to wait. When they're in Belgra- Belgravia, as I eventually found out that's where they were, and she's like, I can stop in Chicago on the way to London to go to Montanero. And I was like, aren't they in Montanero? Yeah, I know, <laughs> Is right? there another place that's not Montanero? But then I was like, even if they had to go from one country to the other, Montenegro, Belgravo, whatever, 
those are two European countries next to each other. So how are they making, are they dry, flying around the world to get to their next door neighbor? Yes. So that they would Chicago to London? Taylor Swift went from South America to London to New York back to South America in like three days. Okay, that's poor planning. To attend a premiere. Well, I think if you cross the international date line, you're technically a time traveler, right? Sure, so like of course. she just gained an extra day or whatever. But I'm just like, why? Now that question still persists. Yeah. I it's only for the movie. It's just it's just the movie needs us to be in those places. Oh yeah. But it, it was bonkers. I'm gonna tell you that they are vastly different countries. I I was not on the first episode we did. That's true. You were not. You weren't, yeah, because you took off that week. So let me tell you about my Monday night where I proceeded to double feature yes. the Princess Switch universe. And I'm here to tell you, I don't want to relitigate the first film. I think we might need to, because Paige and I remember nothing from the first film. I, rem I remember only the baking issues. I adored the first movie, where okay. Christmas was fucking everywhere, yes. and it was charming and a little hokey, but like I liked it. It's fucking nuts, but it's fun. The second movie is hot fucking garbage compared <laughs> to the first movie. It is more contrasted <laughs> when you watch them in order. I, I believe that. I was like so hyped at like I started early, like I worked out in the morning and I was like, OK, we're going to we're going to record tomorrow. Let's like watch these films. And I was like, OK, I'm going to start early at six o'clock. I can do both by be done by 10 and be asleep. And I was like, oh, man, the first one I'm like lighting candles, putting ornaments on the tree. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I love it. I was like, oh, man, such a sweet movie. And then like, let's start the second one. It's garbage. And let me tell you why it's garbage. Monta, <laughs> what's the name of the other country? Montanero. Shithole. And there's no <laughs> Christmas lights in every scene. There's like barely any like money in the scenes. Like, I don't know. Like, money in the scenes? What do you mean? No, no, no. Wait, Mikey, Mikey. So Montanero is where they go. Belgravia is where they start. But Belgravia is where they were in the first movie. Yeah. The first film, every scene had a, like a lot of Christmas stuff in the background. Yes, it did. Which I loved. It was heavily decorated. This did too. This film did not. And I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. It felt like this other country. It was like a like the Belgravia. It's like the Belgravy. It's like a second world Christmas. And then like Mata, why Mata, Mata fuck up is like a shitty Christmas. It's like <laughs> they don't even believe in Christmas. I love that your problems with this movie are not at all movie or script based. It is set dressing based. Oh, Mikey's like, fuck that second movie because they didn't have enough Christmas. I can't even get to the script where I was like, this movie is objectively 20 times more boring than the first movie, which was like a level one boring, which I like in a Christmas background film. Yes. This was like, I don't want to say obscenely boring, but like that's the <laughs> word that comes to mind. Like I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> that's so crazy because I loved it. I loved it from the repipe at the very beginning where it just like high levels the first movie for you. Yep. I loved it from that point all the way until if this movie had any balls, you would have seen Fiona's head in a spike outside the church she gets coordinated at. And we would have seen some fucking, like, fucking. Oh, that, well, yeah. Well, that, that would have been if the movie actually had balls. But, like, right. I mean, like, in, like, the, if it was, like, willing to take, take risks sense. Yeah. But 
for sure. I loved it. I thought this movie was wild trash, and it was everything I needed today. People need, we need to normalize your partners being broken up with for pretending to be other people. Oh, like, identity theft is a crime. Yes, and it's not a victimless crime. You are, they are totally emotionally manipulating and fucking with people's real lives here. Yeah. And then at the end, everybody's like, man, that was fun, right? I could not believe that they didn't have a scene where the prince like saw her with Kevin and thought she was cheating on him. Oh, I know. I I thought they had set that up to happen and it did not happen. I was like, that would have been an actual movie. And they set the prince up like he's a bad guy for like wanting to spend time with her. And she's like, no, I'm just going to pretend to be someone else to fix my friend and his person who looks just like me because yeah, you're kind of like helicopter relationshiping me. I'm like, he wanted to like cuddle at night and that was his helicoptering that one. I was like, he didn't want to cuddle. Mikey, he wanted to fuck yeah, that he dude. Did. Every line reading he has for the entire movie is basically just a coded version of you want to fuck. And also I need you guys to remember because it does come back in this movie and it was in the last movie. He does songs for the soundtrack and oh, I forgot about that. Oh my God. Yes. One, one of them in this movie is sung as like a karaoke song. Like later. I am so excited, Paige. I wow. Okay. I can't wait. Although I will say this, if this movie had any balls, Fiona would have fucked him after she switched places with um the the with Stacy, right? Yes. This movie doesn't even need Fiona. It already had a villain with the other dude. I can't wait till the next one where I presume there's a fourth. Vanessa Hutchins out there. Everyone's talking about how lizard people rule everybody, right? Everyone's talking about it. You guys have been on Reddit. But, like, I do secretly think that there is some mastermind Vanessa Hutchins that is just cloning themselves into European, like, royalty. Like, that. Those <laughs> that's who you need to be worried about. Well, sign me. You know, she just got married Tuesday. In real life? In real life. Wait, to which prince? Genovia? Uh, I think he's a professional baseball player. Oh, an American prince. Ooh. I mean, clearly Taylor Swift and her football bow are eating up all of the like pop culture relationship space because I did not know anything about this. He tall. <laughs> of course. Of course, when Mikey broke that news, Paige Googled immediately. Of course. Well, I'm going to tell you. Baseball is a boring sport and football is much more popular. So, I mean, it all checks out. Baseball is the this movie of Christmas. hundred <laughs> percent. If football is the first one, baseball is the second one. That's what we're saying. Yes. I like going to baseball games with friends to like drink beer and like do other things besides watching baseball. Yes, of course. It's where I eat my nachos. Yeah. <sighs> Any sport we have to stretch out like halfway through because it's so fucking boring that we have a stretch built into the format. Your sport's not great. <laughs> Here's what I will say. I don't watch the World Series ever, and the city I live in has been prominently featured multiple times in the last decade as I've lived here. But I watch the Super Bowl every year, and I don't even know football rules. I just know that I get all the dips, and that makes me happy. Well, and that's because baseball also has, like, this dumb, like, guys, we're only going to play 164 games this season. I hope we win against the, the Dodgers. It's a best of 10. <laughs> like, who, at that point, who gives a fuck? You know? I, I better not be best of 10 because you could tie that piece. <laughs> All I know is that who you mentioned first in the Taylor Swift slash football guy relationship says a lot about, 
like who you are as a person. Like I don't even know the football guy's name. Clearly I'm Travis like Travis Kelsey. Okay. Like I don't care. I don't even care about Taylor Swift's relationship. Like, but God help you me if James Acaster and Jamie Loftus get together. That'd be my like Taylor Swift football guy relationship. Those musical people. They're comedians. Jesus that, Christ. I honestly thought if that happened, that would be wild. They would be the perfect couple page. I am on record. Jamie Loftus and James Acaster need to at least meet and just see if there are sparks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, so, the, so this movie, uh, Back to this movie Yeah oh my god I'm so sorry That was a wild derail There's not enough Christmas There's not enough baking There's like no baking in this movie There's not enough baking Oh my god <laughs> I, I don't like burned out Baker as assistant I don't like his I don't like his burned out version Well you don't like anyone's burned out version I was thinking about this earlier this week As I was watching the newer uh, Indiana Jones And Mikey doesn't like to see any of his heroes age or decline No 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 I like burned out some people but not this guy. I'm assuming you're talking about Kevin, right? Indiana Jones. I like the new Indiana Jones, the Dial of the Destiny. I like that burned out. But I don't like that they're like, we hate Shia LaBeouf so much that killing him is a major plot point in the film. Good. Uh, that was a terrible character. I like to pretend that Crystal Skull didn't happen. But also. Loved Crystal Skull. I Oh, my God. Oh it's my the God. worst one. <laughs> it's the worst one. I agree. But I also think they're pretty dope ass movies as a whole. No. You've seen The Room, Paige. I have, and I would rather watch The Room than Crystal Skull any day of the week. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But they kept Kevin's shirt on this entire movie, and how dare they? I don't know if you remember, Kevin is gorgeous. I know. Okay, I only paused and hesitated because we do get a guy shirtless in this movie it's the prince and it's not great i was gonna say it's like if i took my shirt off no i'm not gonna criticize his body i that's he's what does that mean he's he's, <laughs> he's adorable in his own way and i like him but it's in the middle of him being like hey let's cuddle and her being like no and i was like well this is a boner killer <laughs> i mean yeah it totally was for him and if i was in a relationship like that i would be like why don't we switch you out with someone who does want to cuddle <laughs> no <laughs> well that's what i thought it was going i thought fiona clearly Clearly the promiscuous of the clones. Since you lied to me to get me to fall in love with you. <laughs> I mean, are you saying that the prince of Belgravia is somewhat responsible for her switching on him because he allowed that behavior to play a part in his romance with her? I, I think that everyone's too okay with the switching. Oh, yeah. They're too okay with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fiona should be burned at the stake or beheaded or whatever you do in that country for those who try and like commit a coup okay that's illegal i mean legally she kidnapped a royal uh, that's bad right i'm talking about relationship wise these people have switched twice to manipulate their partners yeah i wouldn't allow them to be in proximity anymore yeah if you dated twins and they switched to fuck with you twice like in a real way not like a prank way like i went horseback riding and fell in love with my twin <laughs> twin or whatever right I, I don't know. Like, I refuse to believe that, like, they can't tell a difference. Well, I mean, they might feel a difference, you know. Internally. You know. I don't know, man. It, I, when they revealed Fiona in this movie, I lost my mind, guys. I did not know there was going to be a third. I didn't like it. I didn't like, I didn't like the Fiona plotline. 
They already had the evil like assistant princess that 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 she had. Assistant princess trying to get in her pants, but also evil. You know, like that should have been the villain. Yeah. You mean chief of staff, assistant to the princess? I think. It was the chief of staff, the guy who, like, helps Fiona with the coup. Yeah. Yeah, he was just every day waking up thinking, I'm going to seduce the queen so I can be king. That's what his motivation was. Well, that's what I, I wake up every morning thinking that, too. Yeah. It's called manifesting. It's called the secret. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, like, maybe we should just go through this movie scene by scene. I think I'm entering the, a season of my life where I will seduce a queen and become king, you know? I want that for you. Hashtag man. A fest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, everyone. Religious freedom is banned. We're all decorating for Christmas. But every other thing you can have be free. Wait, what? Like, you can worship whoever you want, but your house is going to have lights on it. We have to have an aesthetic here in this country. I don't I don't love your, like, HOA version of governance. Right, right. It's not my favorite. Everyone is forced to enter the cookie Christmas contest. The Rosens brought some great menorah cookies. Love it. And guess what? The secret police will be dressed as nutcrackers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Hallmark movies and stuff is are more fun if you think it's just a fascist Christmas dictatorship in every one of these countries. I think it is in Belgravia, and that's why you liked their aesthetic better. Yeah. Yeah. I think every fake European country that we encounter in these films might be a fascist dictatorship. We already know Genovia is. We got to the bottom of that one already. Right. Let's go through this. Yeah, maybe let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I wish I could take a switch to this sequel because it's so bad. You know, like a switch, like a stick. I actually did get it when you said it. Yeah, I just didn't laugh, but I thought it was funny. I think you just want to spank Vanessa Hutchins sexually. Mikey's in there. <laughs> Mikey is shaking, yes. <laughs> Mikey definitely nodding right there was what Mikey was doing. I'm not going to say that I didn't ask Santa for that. Wait, what? <laughs> She's a married woman. That's true. As of seven hours ago. Yeah, and he, and he could definitely kick your ass. But unfortunately, I look just like her new husband, so we're going to switch. <laughs> you don't. You don't at all. <laughs> I just want to see Mikey like at bat in a professional baseball game <laughs> pretending to be Vanessa Hutchins' husband. Whatever. You could strike out like three out of four times and still be a professional baseball player. It's Dude, like a great batting average is like every third at bat you're getting a hit. Yeah. That means 66% of the time you are not doing your job. I fire people for much less. <laughs> and you pay people much less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the um, major league minimum? Like a million? What? I don't know. It's crazy. I hope not. There's like a 40,000 of them. Oh, that's true. It's probably lower because they have a lot more on the team than like uh, soccer or basketball. I don't know. Whatever. Let's not talk about it. Let's get into the movie. All right. So we open on animated credits with a voiceover explanation from Vanessa Hudgens about what happened in the last movie. Where it was like, just in case you forgot, cakes, princes, dicked down. We're back in. This is that solid repipe from the first movie. And she actually does explain a little bit about that happened after the movie. Like, yeah, except they pull a second Sherlock Holmes. And they're like, remember that other main character? She's fucking dead and Sherlock's depressed again. Well, and, yeah, and she's they're like, the king is dead. I was like, which king? I don't even remember there being a king. And they never specify until later. Yeah, yeah. It is the king of Moldovia. What is it called? Belgravia. 
No, 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 that's not the king that Montanero. died. Montanero. 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 Thank you. It's the king of Montanero that dies, and her cousin, who would have been in next in line, abdicates. Right. Her cousin was like, "No, I'm out." It's gonna be a Montanero no for me. Yeah, it's gonna be a Montanero. Uh, no, thank you. Um, I do think that that's what caused Kevin and her to break up, though, six months ago. Right. I think she got word that she was gonna have to take over. So she went back to Montanero and they broke up because Kevin didn't want to go with her. Right. Although you don't really know that until the end of the movie that he's the one that initiated that breakup. Oh, I love the breakup where they're like, I, I said I wanted to be friends because you said you wanted to be friends. And I was like, you grew a beard without asking a clarification question during a breakup. <laughs> I mean, that is what happens in the movie. Yeah. Hashtag not my Christmas. <laughs> Not my Christmas beard. He's like, I don't want to go to her coronation. She doesn't even want me there. She wants to be friends. I mean, it is. I do think this the whole plot of them breaking up is very, very dumb. But there has to be a plot to this movie. Like, we have to have someone get married in the movie. And I did really sort of enjoy the way they got around having to have two ceremonies right back to back in the same church. I, I dug that. Yes. But also, she... She wants to be queen. <laughs> so she says, I'm just a friend. So she says, I'm just a friend. Montanero, you, you took my queen. Do you think the third one will start with them being like, they were really happy into, until paparazzi chased them through a tunnel and then she died. One no. of the Vanessa Hudgens has no. died in a fiery crash. No, and Fiona just steps in and takes over for whichever one died and it's like a big cover-up. Yes, I have thoughts on where I want the plot to go, Mikey. <laughs> I think it's going to be like 365 where they just don't address it at all. Or they're just like, remember the tunnel? Wasn't that crazy? Anyway, it's the three of us now. You want it to be 365 so you can see Vanessa Hudge dick down some dudes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. With Christmas, right? Like eating Christmas cookies in between thrusts? Let's go. I just want her to lean in and be like, let's get spruced up. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Give me that spruce. Let's get merry and bright. She's like, wait, I brought my three identical clones okay. tonight. I was like, what? Can we talk about it? They are clones. Like, there's, you don't look that much like your cousin. Have you seen that documentary where that one guy, he was like running a an insemination clinic and he was using his own sperm. So like yes. 50, however many people are his kids. Yeah. It's like 150. It's a lot. Yeah. Dudes got around. Anyway, uh, we see her giving out the awards of the baking competition that she won the year before. And I do love that they completely got rid of the villain from the first movie, that bitchy girl that definitely had the better cake. And we're like, oh, no, it's for this German guy. And I'm like, we don't remember him from last time. And she's just like, he deserves the award. And I'm just like, all right, that sounds good. This is rigged. They didn't even invite that other chef back because Vanessa Hutchins as Stacy is petty AF. Wait a minute. Wait, I, I, I have thoughts about the baking contest. So do I, Mikey, please. In the first film, it's indoors in a TV studio with a high budget. This year, it's in a fucking tent outside with like three people. They don't give a shit. She is like being very petty towards them. Mikey, also the cake is literally just like 
Three white cakes stacked with bushes shoved in the side. That ain't top level cakery. I know my cakeries. Not like the first movie. The first movie, she had like topsy turvy cakes. She's like, we kissed under the mistletoe. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I can make that cake. Well, this country's baking industry is shit. I could go to Costco and buy three cakes of various sizes, stack them, and then shove a bush in it. Yeah. You could shove a bush in anything in my life. I'm ready. <laughs> I know. As the resident baking expert, I think that they tried to do the tent in the second one to make it look like British Bake Off. I agree, but they should have shot it similarly to the way that British Bake Off is shot. Right. Unfortunately, yeah, it looks like a fucking... You know, it looks like a Girl Scout bake off. Like it looks bad. Traveling circuses baking contest. Yeah. Yes. They needed to get a cameo from Mr. Paul Hollywood, Hollywood. or or Miss Prue, one of whoever to just be like, I agree as the other judge. This was the best cake. Like that's all I needed. Or even just a low level former bake off contestant. I'll take that. And they their first kiss was over a arc. Of mistletoe and there were no arcs on this cake it was literally a bush shoved into the side of a cake mikey like watch back the tape it looks bad hey hey whose bush hasn't been shoved into the side of a cake am i right am i right page was very big on cake farts back in the day frost yourself under sea has a stripper coming out of a cake under siege the movie under i thought you were talking about the little mermaid <laughs> <laughs> i was very confused she's like what are they called? Bachelor parties? <laughs> <laughs> Flipping your cups, you don't get too far. I, Under Siege was on TV this week. And I know because I walked in on my husband watching it the other day. <laughs> anyway, she gives away the baking competition thing. And then we cut back to like her and the prince. And she's like, when we go to Montenegro, and she's like talking about going, and I was like, isn't she in Montenegro? I could not for the life of me figure out where they were, where they had to go. I don't understand. But then she also, she says something in this scene that is, in, I mean, there's a lot of crazy things in this scene. First of all, he's like, I'm sorry I'm late. Parliament ran over. Yeah. And I'm like, it's Parliament. They're done when they're done. <laughs> uh, George Clinton held us late at Parliament, babe. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> make it. Sorry. I thought you were king. He did the extended version of Atomic Dog. There was nothing I could do about it. <laughs> Technically, he isn't king, Mikey. He is the prince. His dad does... Is still alive. Yeah, and is sort of stepping back a little bit so that he can get more hands-on in kingery because it will one day be his job, but his dad's technically still alive. But they are, like the UK, a parliamentary system. Where do you think they stand on Ukraine? I do think they are in Eastern Europe. Yeah. And I bet that they are this side of russia if that makes sense they're probably in nato i th i do think that they probably are pro ukraine i'm assuming but all of their cannons are confetti because all they do is have bacon competitions and christmas markets <laughs> yeah i don't think the uh belgravian uh army is gonna turn the tide is all i'm saying all i'm saying is i think both of them were occupied by the ussr <laughs> And since the Cold War have really made Christmas their bitch. Yes. So, like, I think that's what's going down. And I'm only saying that because of the way they are freely able to move within America. Uh-huh. I don't think Russian, like, oligarchs are, can move so easily in and out of the U.S. Yeah. Because she does go to Chicago, like, in the next scene. She just shows up. Yeah. Yeah. 
And here, okay, so here's the crazy thing, right? So he's like, Parliament run over, hilarious. But then she's like, I've just got so much stuff. I'm so busy with the bake shop. I was like, she still owns the bake shop? Yes. Bitch, you're a princess. <laughs> like, what are you doing? They mentioned it like four times. We never see it, but they mentioned it a bunch. I was like, why? You're you're literally a princess. Like, they're married. I And here's the thing. I understand her still wanting to bake. Absolutely. I get that because that's like the artistry of it. The shop is what supports your ability to bake. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why she's like, oh, yeah, we still got to make our numbers. Instead of just, like, taking that enormous, beautiful kitchen to being like, I'm going to get fucking wild with cakes. I'm a fucking cake artist now. Like, I, why? They call me a core. What? Because I'm a cake whore. Never mind. And it doesn't, no. it doesn't work when the combined word is a different word. And I realize that now. Anyway, <laughs> so she then gives a whole bunch of extra exposition, like character exposition about Margaret, who's the person that she switched with, where she's like, I'm just worried about her because she like didn't want to be queen. That was like the whole reason we switched. But now she like has to be queen because her dad fucking died. Gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just this. It's wild. And the whole time the prince is like, that's that's great. Uh, can I get balls deep in that? Like, that's that's awesome. But like, can we have this conversation naked? Yeah. He's like, hey, hon. Can we smish and smash? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and like, she is mm-hmm. just like, like firmly rebuffing his advances. I want to show you the prince's Prince Albert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he's, he even goes so far as like, you seem really stressed. I know something that could alleviate that stress. How do you feel about like, hey, hey, I'm um, woohoo. Like, and she's just like, I think I'm going to fly to Chicago. And he's like, well, I can't go with you because like I have stuff to do. So maybe you could stay here. And she's like, you're right. I'll fly to Chicago alone. And I was like, that's not what he meant at all. I'll leave the first flight tomorrow morning. Yeah, he didn't mean that. She aggressively is avoiding her husband. Yes. But this is where, and this drove me nuts, Chicago on the way to Montanero. I was like, it's not on the way. No. Montanero is very close to you. So what you're saying is you want to take an additional trip to Chicago, then to London, then to Montanero within... Days? If they're not flying around the world, that is the deepest of V's as it comes to flight paths. Yes. Like, it would be almost exactly back, because, like, Belgravia and Montanero are close. Yeah, I think they're neighbors. I have an alternative theory about what's going on in this. She doesn't like him? She has a kink where she has to pretend to be other people. She never switched. Okay, so she actually is the soon-to-be queen of Montanero. No, 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 no. She's still Stacy from Chicago, but okay. the the re- but like because she's rejecting his advances now because right. she's like this isn't exciting enough. I need to be me pretending to be the queen, pretending to be me. God damn it! To get this going, this is a Marx Brothers movie. Not even <laughs> what Mikey is saying right now, but like this movie. Because this is insane. Everything you just said is insane. And we haven't got to the third Vanessa Hudgens yet. Honestly, what Mikey is saying makes complete sense to me. And (laughs) I prefer that reading of the film. As a woman (laughs) of kinkery, I agree, is what Paige just said. Yes. Well, just the idea that she's only excited when she's switching. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) some people are true switches. They can be on either side of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's verse. What are you going to do? And so, (laughs) hell yeah. That's that's a hilarious, hilarious. Hilarious possibility. Now we're just making jokes Mikey does not get. <laughs> Mikey's like, what does the boring part of a song have to do with sex? <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to, to Chicago to the bakery and just shows up. And here's where I have one of my biggest problems 
with this movie. I mean, like, trust me, there are many other big problems, but this one is really big. No, but the fact that he knows it's Stacy from her immediately. Back, Paige, immediately I, I was furious i was furious that he knew he knew and she knew and the little girl and and i yeah. was like and so even in my notes at this point in the movie i was like so we're establishing that they can recognize her on exactly site. exactly so why are they ever fooled although they are never fooled because they're in on the switch this time yeah because they're all into the kink. They they are, but like they've been fooled in the past, and they're he's fooled by the cousin Fiona. He is, yeah. No, I'm not saying that he's not a big old dummy. Like my, the whole time, I I was thinking that I was like he can spot her from behind. Well, logic, logic as well. Like there's only two people that ask like that, and one just broke up with me, and one is my old friend. Right. Sure. 50-50. So process of elimination, it's my old friend. It could also be the girl coming back to be like, I made a mistake. To give you that ass. Oh, yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah. That's probably what she would sh to say. Yeah. But it's already established it was way serious. He's grown a beard. Yeah. He's grown a beard and is wearing sweatpants to work. And this is not a guy that works remote. As someone who wears sweatpants to work a lot, I work remote. Anytime I'm in the field, slacks. But. He's in the field. Like, he works in a bakery. Yeah. I'm hybrid, and nothing pisses me off more to work three hours in sweatpants and be like, oh, I have in-person meetings all afternoon, and then switching to real pants and then having to drive to work. <sighs> First world problems. Mikey, the way my heart <laughs> breaks for you right now, oh, I'm just glad that my corporate office is in Florida, so I can't just, like, go in and have meetings half a day. So, But I do have to go down there quite a bit, which is a lot of travel. But I would hate that. Yep. Anyway... First of all, he's committing child labor by having her work in that bakery. Uh, I'm pretty sure if my dad and mom are to be believed, uh, you're allowed to make your child work as long as you can make them work. That's actually very much not true. Uh, there are limits to the types. Oh, no, I know it's not true. <laughs> the types of industries and the hours. No, I know. He's not. Ma she's not making iPhones over there. It's like cupcakes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, they're not in Belgravia yet, Mikey. Yeah. Anyway, he does talk about adopting <laughs> another cat, and they discuss having too many pets. Which oh, I'm not going to. I'm. Just we're not going to go there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a pass today. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's why. Merry. Yeah. Christmas. Uh. Anyway. We also reveal that the little girl stole his mail and didn't send the RSVP. So he didn't turn her down. And now they can go to Montenero for the coronation. Which also, she's the queen, or soon to be queen of Montenero, fully loves Kevin. Yes. If Kevin was like, hey, I sent you the RSVP, but I feel, felt bad. I would love to come just as your friend. Is that okay? She'd be like, fuck yeah, dog, let's go. Yeah, because once he sees me in a crown. Oof. Slay queen. Exactly. Exactly. This is they they go to Montanero where we also run into Mrs. Donatelli, who I'm guessing at this point has not like had a relationship with Frank yet. There's there's something about how this wait what? Okay, Frank the like the driver guy in this. Movie? Yes, yes, they're like together. What in in the night before Christmas? There's like an aside at like one of the inns or so one of the movies we watched there was like an inn and the Donatelli's check in and we had not seen any of these movies yet so we were like who are these people what does this have to do who are the Donatelli's and then when we watched the last one I was like I still don't know who the Donatelli's are and then in in this one we finally kind of know who they are but it was supposed to be this like <gasps> gasp these all happen in the same universe which 
I guess for me means that there is a fourth Vanessa Hudgens. She's just already infatuated with Sir Cole. I hate to this day that his name in that movie is Circle. It's <laughs> Sir Cole. Like, I hate it. Right. I hate that. But I would lay down my life for a second. I want a second, <laughs> a night before Christmas. So bad. It's my, it's one of my favorites. I want a second night before. Yes. I want it so bad. I have inflicted that movie on so many people. It's so bonkers. I love every second. <laughs> That's how I feel about this movie, guys. Like, it is hot trash. Like, it is. Let me see if I can describe it this way. If, like, food is food. This is like the hot spit that builds up in your mouth right before you throw up. Like, it's that kind of trash. It's garbage. But because of that, it's fun to watch once. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because you're just like, what is even happening? The first one was fun. I had fun in this one, too. Me, too. I lost my mind so many times. When Fiona's intro music sounds like a flapper girl being introduced in like Nucky Thompson's bar. Like it sounds like you're strangling a duck every time she's walking around the scene. I lost my mind. I loved it. I had to take notes on, cause one of her introduction songs is also in the night before Christmas. What the, what are you saying to me right now? When we watched it on a <laughs> night before Christmas, I thought it was a fake Christmas song. It is not. <gasps> it's a real Christmas song by Sia. Great. Another artist I'm going to get yelled at for not knowing about. <laughs> You know about Sia? Do I? What? You don't know who Sia is? Who's Sia, guys? Oh, my God. Tell me what she sings. I would probably know. A chandelier. You probably know Chandelier. I'm gonna yeah, 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 yeah. I know that song. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got okay. you. Okay, yeah, there, yeah. There you go. I just there don't you pay go. attention to who sings it. She sings that one that's like half backwards. She's like, boo 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 you know, know what I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure that was on an episode of Fraggle Rock. I don't know. Oh, actually, no. Mikey, I do know what you're talking about. You just did such a terrible impression of it. Are you telling me the Igabaga, 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 boo? See, she laughs now because she knows what it is. Hold on. I can find that song. It's Elastic Heart is the name of the song. And it does not sound at all. We should want your water beating, witty body, woo. Elastic Heart by Sia. Is it the begin is it the intro? Yes. It's it's definitely in the intro. Wow, Mikey, you were way off. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mikey, do me a favor. Do your impression again. Uh, hold on. We can walk and we Oh my god. Oh, okay. Well, Paige, I know who you're talking about, and I actually, really do like her music. Natalie plays her all the time. Maybe not all the time, but oh, well, it'll come up occasionally on like a workout mix or something. I'm so upset. I don't know. <laughs> Mikey's impression is so hilariously bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, we're not going to get any copyright strikes. No, no. I can't help. Uh, I can't help but notice, Mikey, that Zoom never said, are you playing music? <laughs> here's, here's the craziest thing is that I heard that unhinged version of Mikey saying it was like, I know exactly what song he's talking about. Well, it's because you speak Mikey. You, you would at this point speak Mikey. Yeah. I speak Mikey fluently. Whippa whoppa, whippa whoppa, whippa whoppa woo. We, we need to make a shirt that says that. 
just I speak Mikey. Excuse me, ma'am. I speak Mikey. Oh, that was good. Anyway, so they get to the palace. Ah, ee, ee, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> now you're doing like the rhesus monkey version of it. Stop it right now. But that, that's close because the ah, ooh, ah, 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 and I can't even do it. Mine's not any better. You try to high road me with my impression, and you come up here with that. <laughs> Anyway, oh, that hurt my brain. Anyway, they get they come up to the palace and she's not like immediately upset that her ex-boyfriend showed up out of nowhere. She's just like, come in. I haven't decorated for Christmas yet. Which is bullshit because it's like four <laughs> days away. And like, this is where I check out of the film. God, Christmas Mikey is in full effect so much that he is like militant Christmas Mikey. What a shitty queen she is. She's not queen yet. <laughs> She's Queen Regent. And also, I would posit that this is her version of a beard and sweatpants. Because she's very sad that, yeah. A, her, like, granddad? Was it her granddad or dad that died? Her dad. Her dad passed away. But also, her granddad has also passed away. Well, yeah, probably at this point, has also <laughs> passed away, right? And it's still, <laughs> even though it was a long time away, still affects her. And her dad's death did definitely trigger it. Anyway. Uh, her great-granddad <laughs> is also dead. I don't know if you know this, but her great-great-grandfather also <laughs> recently passed. We the past 50 years or so. Like, and the saddest part, Paige, is she never met him. Never. She never met him, Paige. <laughs> So she has to grieve alone. But he de he decorated for Christmas. He did. Like a real king. <laughs> he did. But no, I think this is her version of sweatpants and beard, right? And then because Kevin is here now, she's like, let's decorate. And literally, like, the first thing they do is decorate this house, which is a palace. It's not a house. And... The staff is doing, like, all the heavy lifting when it comes to, like, decorating. They're, like, dicking around putting, like, things on a tree. And, like, the staff is, like, on ladders and, like, working, like, lights up into the rafters of this mansion. Palace. Yeah. I don't pay them to not put Christmas decorations <laughs> on the rafters, Todd. I mean, I'm just saying... Making your staff work this hard on one day because you chose to be sad and not giving them like a week to like set up for the ball. That's a dick move. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but yes. what if it's set it's set to that Kelly Clarkson Christmas song that everyone loves? I don't believe that premise. <laughs> What's the what Kelly Clarkson song that everyone loves? The one that plays in the same you know who Kelly Clarkson is. Oh, is it Candy Cane Lane? No, Candy Cane Lane is by Sia. That's the one that Sia. I know Sia. Boom. How about that? Yeah. Bippity boop 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 boop. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. I knew Sia. Ah, ee, ee, ah, ooh, ah. A lot's dick hot. She has like a scary thing she does with her voice sometimes. She also made a really problematic film. Yeah, she did. We we can't get it's it. It's as tone deaf as my impressions. There you go. <laughs> Is it called Goat Sia? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey. Thank you, Mikey, for being alive and wow. on the internet in the early 2000s. Oh, oh, no. A lot of people our age just laughed at a lot of like Zoomers are like, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't remember 9-11. So what do they matter? What do they matter? <laughs> Good Lord. That's real boomer energy. Boomers, they caused 9-11. We're in a, the middle. We're in the middle. As much as I hate boomers, I would never say they caused 9-11 because 
I'm not as brave as you, Mikey. Do you not think that their imperialistic policies of American leadership didn't cause 9-11 indirectly? Okay, but Pierce Brosnan is a boomer. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he killed his son in 9-11. He was in on it. Yeah, I honestly think Miss Doubtfire had it right. Yeah, we should have let him choke on that shrimp. Yeah, exactly. All I'm saying is Miss Doubtfire could have prevented 9-11. We got there. We got there. I wish more people choked on shrimp my love life would feel much better oh god <laughs> i was not expecting that joke out of you and that tickled me very sweetly thank you so much mikey i appreciate it anyway the the kelly clarkson song is the like you're here and christmasy stuff sun is shining on the christmasy stuff wreaths and lights and shit all the christmas stuff i don't know the words but that's how the song goes Paige, clearly you know the words like those were the words for sure the yeah you just sang the song <laughs> you sang it a lot better than elastic heart and if kelly clarkson had the balls she'd sing your version buying christmas stuff in the store that sells it like the time bob dylan heard Jimi hendrix version of all along the watchtower and was like yeah that's better i mean can't argue honestly i mean it definitely was uh, anyway uh so they yeah millions of dollars worth of lights by the way like it's a disneyland level of lights yes on this castle but they went to costco so it's like okay i love that like she made her staff like work all day and mikey's like not enough. They're paid by the hour. <laughs> In Belgravian gold coins or whatever. Mordovia or wherever they are. Where are they? Monte yeah. Montenegro? Monte Ma oh, Montenero. Montenero, thank you. They'll put those Christmas lights up if they don't want their families to go into the Christmas dungeon. <laughs> oh, my God. She literally sends someone to the dungeon in this movie. We'll get to it. Which, we'll get like, to it. <laughs> that shouldn't exist in a constitutional monarchy or whatever, right? Like, they have a police force. I like to think it was a sex dungeon, and she was just like, that's the only open room yeah. where we can keep him until he can be questioned. You have to wait in my red room of pain until yes. we decide what to do with you. Say it. Santa. <laughs> Santa. Yeah, Santa. I'm going to beat your father's bowl full of jelly if you don't put these Christmas lights up. Okay. Paige and I were like sexual Santa sex dungeon. And no. Mikey was like actual dungeon with Santa. No, I'm like, like I'm going to murder my staff's family in Christmas ways. That's why that verse joke slapped a little while ago. Because it was so right. Oh, anyway, they decided to make some hot chocolate. And they kind of engineer it so that like Kevin and Margaret have to be alone, but she doesn't understand how to how to hot chocolate. In fact, it, it implies that she doesn't know what a fridge is. I think they're being sarcastic. Otherwise, I have concerns about her ability to run a country. Yeah, she's been working hard for the past six months, like studying to be queen. And has never been briefed on what a fridge is. Yeah, because she opens the oven and she's like, it's empty. And I and I was like, is this her making a joke? Maybe. Uh, but then they get in a flower fight, which, God, so hard to clean up. And the staff already is so tired from putting up all the Christmas decorations. Okay, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, they are having a flower fight like the richest people in the world right now. Without a care for how hard that would be to clean up. After putting up Christmas lights for 18 hours today. Yep. It's second shift. They'll be fine. <laughs> I can't run a Christmas country without a staff of 120. <laughs> Mikey needs at least a bushel plus four. Mm-hmm. Actually, a bushel's 144. The square root of that is 12. 
Good job. A bunch of third graders bullied me into learning multiplication better earlier in this year. I'm so glad you're like a soccer coach now of an elementary school so you can like get the good up and coming burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be like, what's that song you guys? Here's my experience as a counselor, like responding to, you know, like helping out a school that went through something bad. And it's like. They're like sitting in math class and they're being like, you don't know how to do the multiplications. And I was like, no. And they're like, <laughs> shut up. I have money in a car. Have you seen my Bronco? <laughs> they're, yeah. They're like, but you're an adult, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, do you not use math at your job? And I was like, no, never. And then I have sex with I, people about <laughs> it. I was like, man, they're like, we can, we'll make you some like flashcards to practice. And I'm like, damn. Oh, snap. That's awesome. But also, no, you won't use it. No. Pretty much. You have a computer in your pocket. <laughs> Some of those kids will use math like that. Most won't in their job. Yeah. Honestly, none of them probably will because technology will have advanced to a point where it's just not a thing people need to learn. Yep. I think people need to learn it. I do budgets now and I learned some maths. You have a calculator, right? <laughs> a water? <laughs> <laughs> An abacus? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> That was the closest one, though, Mikey. Actually, that was the closest you got to the song. I don't know if this makes sense to everybody out there, but my impressions are like the sound version of Elaine's d impression of dancing. That's accurate. That's very accurate. Yeah. I had to think about it for a second, but it feels right. It does feel right. Just like bullying your staff to clean up your flower fight because they are paid to keep this palace spotless. Yeah. I mean, they that is their job. I agree. But it's sort of a dick move, right? Right. Uh, but in walks Antonio, a.k.a. Tony, who you can immediately tell is a villain because he has weird horse teeth and a sour demeanor. He has the horse teeth of an inbred man, Paige. I know. I in <laughs> When he turns evil later spoiler uh, in my in my notes i just have slap his little inbred noble face <laughs> he does look more like monarchy than anyone else in this movie and he's not he is just the chief of staff yeah although he was obviously very aristocratic because he went to school with the future queen right he does but, look the most royal though yes yeah in a lacking a chin sort of way yeah like good lord this guy's royal you know what i'm saying yeah 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 uh, like hip hip her Habsburg, <laughs> like he's <laughs> super. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. <laughs> I need to tell you something, Mikey. It's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's we're gonna table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. <laughs> yes. What a transition! <laughs> oh my god, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for Factor Meal, all romance of the pod. Heck yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I... <laughs> I have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I, and it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. 
Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. In fact, it comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re- ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor Meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy-to-use app. And they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, anyway, so he basically is telling her her schedule and he's like, yeah, you got this cab- cabinet meeting and this other meeting. And she's like, did you used to go to cabinet meetings with my dad? And he was like, no, but I thought you could use help. And she was like, all right. He actually says not all the time, which makes it seem like he did some of the time, although we have no confirmation over that or not. And he's a bad guy. So like he very well could just be lying. Yeah. And who should interrupt them? But Stacy, Vanessa Hutchins, American character, who's just like, hey, it seems like you're about to gaze into the eyes of someone who's not my friend, Kevin. And that would be a mistake. Right. Anyway. We cut to they have like a Christmas ball the next night and Kevin gets to dance with Lady Margaret and Tony notices and is not happy about it. But while they're dancing, they seem to like still have a lot of chemistry. And so she's talking to Stacy talks to her prince husband and is just like, how could people who look at each other like that not be in love? Like they're definitely still in love. I wonder what happened between them. And then in walks another Vanessa Hudgens. Now it's three. The worst. I lost my mind. It was amazing. And behind her always are like, what are the names of the eels from Little Mermaid? Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah. So like they're like Flotsam and Jetsam behind her all the time. Except it's Mindy and Reggie. Right. And I love them because they are straight up vaudevillian characters. Like they are. Fiona, her storyline and every character in that that touches her storyline is like a vaudeville character, and I love that about this movie. It makes it feel very Marx Brothers. Very, and Todd, this is a reference that only you will get. You remember in Les Mis, when the little, the little girl's like foster parents, the ones who like are the grifters? Yeah, the master of the house, yeah. Yeah, watch them run amok, catch them if they fall, like that's them. Like yes. that's those people. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where they're like, they're just pickpocketing everybody <laughs> and just kind of, around oh when it's revealed that even though she is royal that she blew through all of the sizable money right the queen's uncle left her when he died and like now they're just like grifters like who is the guy who runs is it finnegan yes fagin it's fagin no fagin yeah but like fiona is like fagin and like 
one of them is Oliver and one of them is the artful Dodger. Like that is like the vibe. Like yes. she gets them access to rich places and then they steal people's watches and jewelry and money. And toilet paper. It's two ply page. It's got both plies. It's double ply. But she also has this. I think because they're like, well, okay, f- the first two people that are clearly clones that are pretending to be each other, one is American, one is British. So that's how we can tell them apart. Yes. But then we have to somehow further delineate this other person who also has a British accent, but is also different. So instead, they just give her like her own crazy lingo where she's just like, cuzzy, you're my cuzzy. Ooh, spoopy. And I'm like, are you a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you talk this way? She talks like a baby in a flapper dress that was born in 1923. Yeah. Like that is Fiona's character. And I was here for it. Yeah. She's very boop, boop, you know, like she is Betty Boop. <laughs> just like wandering her wandering around in a shake and go spirit Halloween wig as if that's acceptable <laughs> for a royal. I hate her. I loved it, Mikey. She's who I want for you. Oh, I've been there. Already. It's a bad choice. It always is. But they're trying to steal enough to spend summer in, in, in Capri. Uh, and they have mostly stolen toilet paper and watches, but it's not enough money. They're known for their drink, the Capri Suns. I've actually been to Capri, and Capri is beautiful. They didn't have any Capri Suns, so I'm sorry. Last time I was in Capri, I saw the Capri Sun Quartet. They were great, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really hard for them to like stick their straws into their <laughs> instruments to play them. When you're out there, you got to see the, the Capri Sun rise. <laughs> I, I prefer the Capri Sun set. I wish they sold Capri Sun in adult sizes. With vodka? No, just regular. Just like a 20 ounce in a bottle. There's a bar here that like puts alcohol in Capri Suns and reseals them up and then you can buy them. No, I'm good. I don't want that. I just want the juice from inside a Capri Sun packet, but more of it in a bottle that I don't have to puncture with a straw. I want Ecto Cooler to come back. I would drink Ecto Cooler 100%. I'd drink Fruitopia. Like, I drink a lot of the weird drinks of our youth that probably gave us all cancer. Can I tell you about a weird interaction I had today with someone who I actually sort of like at work? Yeah, sure. I had a Zoom call with somebody, and I was drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper, uh, and he was like, you drink Diet Dr. Pepper? And I was like, yeah, they're great. They're delicious. <laughs> like, I think he was trying to, like, make a joke, and I was like, you know, they're fucking great. They slap. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know, I just like regular Dr. Pepper's like, okay, cool, I don't like drinking 270 calories for one can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to have that much sugar. I But I like really like this person at work. Like they're a great person, but like I am also, I don't give a shit. I'm going to drink what I drink. You're not going to big dick me on my drink. And I, well, that goes for everyone who's like, you know, Diet Coke is killing you. I was like, cool. I don't drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes or do drugs. So this is going to be my thing. Yeah. And I need you to leave me alone. And also spoiler, I know it doesn't taste like regular Coke. That's why I drink it. I particularly like the taste of Diet Coke. Same. Leave me alone. I don't I would rather drink Diet Coke over regular Coke, not even factoring in calories. Yeah, a hundred. Same with Mountain Dew. Regular soda is too sweet for me. Agreed. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, that's that's how I, I feel about it almost all the time. Oh, you like you like regular soda? What are you seven? Or just Texan. Whenever we go see Jake's family, they drink like full sugar coke and have for their entire lives. That's just their norm. And I am baffled. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't. It's it, it like coats your teeth. I don't drink I my calories. I mean, I I do. There are other ways that I definitely do and will, but this is just not one of them. Yeah. I need to save up for the amount of bread I want to eat. Anyway, let's cut back in here. <laughs> this is gold. Like Sierra. 
Sierra. No, Sierra's milkshake. Sia. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. First of all, that's Khalees, not Sierra. Sierra. <laughs> Automatic. <laughs> You're thinking of the Missy Elliott song, Lose Control. That is Sierra, but you referenced milkshake, which is Khalees. Who dated Bill Murray recently. That is accurate. That is true. And also, congratulations to Ashanti and Nelly on their upcoming child. Yes. Those were two big performers still. They are still big performers, Todd. I know who both of those people are. Now. One invented apple bottom jeans and one is a singer who sings in this movie. Invented apple bottom jeans and also nobody sang in this movie. And boots with the fur. You just said Candy Cane Lane was fucking Sia, Paige. Flow Rider. He was at the same concert. They were all at the same concert. We, We were talking about Ashanti and Nelly. And or Khalees and Sierra. Oh, I'm all over the place. You fucking loser. What do you drink, Dr. Pepper? Yeah. Diet Dr. Pepper. Anyway, so. It's so It's so good. She is going to go to lunch with Kevin so they can talk more about what happened with their relationship. But she gets interrupted by Tony because he's fucking evil. And he's like, oh, I've got an urgent matter that you have to attend to. And he pulls her inside. He's like, the urgent matter is I want to give you this bracelet because I love you. <laughs> he doesn't love her. He just wants to be king, Paige. You can tell. In my notes, I just have slap his flat nobleman teeth out of his mouth. <laughs> I honestly think he might be wearing, like, teeth. Like, I think they might have done that on purpose. I don't know. His face might just look like that. Anyway, he says that she's the queen of his heart, and I'm like, never believe him. He wants your power. Run. He just went to Jared and is trying to pass it off as something cooler. Anyway, he's like, you should fucking dump Kevin because I know all about the kingdom stuff. And she's like, well, okay, I'll think about it. And I'm like, what the? Come on. I'd be like, fuck you, dude. I played Crusader Kings. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it. Mikey, as someone who loves Crusader Kings 3, like have a thousand hours in that game, I would love it if like we get a, a shot of her like learning how to be a monarch and it is just her playing that game. Or risk by herself and switching sides. It can't be that hard. Uh, I, especially in a... Monarchy that has a parliament that literally runs the country that you're the king or queen of. I'd imagine that if you wanted it to be, it could be a very easy job. Yeah. Anyway, Olivia, the little girl, overhears what's going on. So she runs to tell Stacy. And so Stacy's like, I've got a plan. So then they meet with Margaret and they're like, here's a plan. We switch. I pretend to be you so that you can go spend more time with Kevin and hash stuff out. Meanwhile, I'll go to the concert and not tell my husband about it so that he could definitely potentially catch me cheating. Anyway, let's go. The thing is, like, exactly what you said is exactly what I thought was going to happen and why they should have told her husband. Right. There's no reason to not have told the husband. Yeah, there is, other than to put him in the position to tell her how he feels without having to tell it to her face. Right. Healthy. Very healthy. Right. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Like, he does need to say this to her face. And I like that, like, he does ultimately, although he thinks he's talking to the queen or future queen. Yeah. Anyway, so she she kind of avoids him. She's like, I've got to go do Christmas baking. And he's seriously like, but can we, like... Can we fuck though? Like <laughs> at this point, I don't think he's trying to smash. I think he's trying to like just have some connecty time with her. Yeah. Because it does seem like she's been hardcore avoiding him. Yeah. But we cut to Pembroke Estate where it's the cousin and her two henchmen. And this is where Reggie is singing Bring the Snow, which is the song 
that Sam Palladino, who plays the prince, did for the first movie that they are now like parodying in this movie. Oh, my God. I love that. Anyway, at this point, the cousin is like, I have an idea because I need money. I'm going to pretend to be Margaret and switch places, transfer a bunch of money in my account and then switch back. And then we go live on some island somewhere. And they're like, I'm not going to question that plan any further. Let's go. Yeah, I think. Doing a coup, having you coronated as the queen just to steal money or like embezzle money from the country, then to bounce out and like live on the beach for the rest of our lives. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. No holes. No holes. This is definitely going to work. Yeah. So at this point, I realized it was only 40 minutes into the movie and I was like, We've covered so much ground. <laughs> like, how is this only, only 40 minutes? Paige, I had the same thought. I was like, shit, man, we're like almost done. And I paused it and I was like, fuck, there's 50 minutes left? Good Lord. No, that's the problem. This first hour should have been the movie. Like, with them wrapping up their relationship. And then, like, they just did too much. Because the spy plot is, it just, it, 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 it physically hurts your brain. Paige, do you mind if I question the witness? Yeah. Mikey, who is the spy in this movie? <laughs> uh, Fiona was trying to infiltrate the kingdom to steal the money. Is that what you think a spy does? I got to give it to him, though, Paige. That was the closest option to spy. That's fair. Espionage. There's not a good word for what she's doing. Hey, I look like four other people, so I'm going to pretend to be queen to steal $2 million? I think it was going to be way more than $2 million. I would hope. Same. I'm not going to get beheaded for $2 million is all I'm saying. Yeah, and she would definitely get beheaded. What about $2 million Monty creds? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know this, Paige. Montanero went super heavy in the Bitcoin craze. <laughs> so you got to buy some Monty coins. Oh, um, wait. What What are we talking about? It's Monty Dinero. <laughs> Monty right in my pocket. If you have a thousand, they call that the full Monty. How does that convert to fart coin? Gotta help me. Is fart coin an actual coin, Paige? I think it might be. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. It's all a scam, so they're always gonna sound crazy. It is. It is. Yeah. Do you want to know what the price of fart coin is? <laughs> oh my god, fart coin exists. Tell me what fart coin is, baby. It's 0. 0.00 Monte Dineros. <laughs> fart coin to USD. The <laughs> is 0.00000009202 and that's up 6.8%. Damn. Fart coins on the come up. I'm going to go buy a billion fart coin for like $3 and then laugh when I like realize it's worth millions of dollars, but I threw away that hard drive years ago. It's going to be sneaky because as you know, most farts. Silent but deadly, Silent baby. but deadly. Yeah. Have I told you both that I hate you? <laughs> <laughs> Have I told you lately that I hate you? That's all right. I'm moving all my fart coin into Blart coin. And it's just <laughs> it's just gifts of Paul Blart mall cop that live on the blockchain. Uh, anyways. <laughs> but got big titties like that, that, that meme? No, because she's my mortal enemy, remember? She's constantly trying to steal my husband. He does have a type, and that is Kevin James with fat natties. You know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't trust big titty Kevin James. Don't make a weird page. He's Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus somehow together. Okay. Each titty has a beard. Think about it. Anyway, uh, so they switch. Stacy pretends to be sick the whole day. 
Olivia takes the prince out shopping. And this is where we get candy cane lane, blah, 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 from the night before Christmas. And they switch their rings and their phone cases, all of it. And she and Kevin go to an empty Christmas carnival that no one's even working at while Olivia and the prince go shopping. And Stacy, pretending to be Margaret, goes to the Christmas concert while also the cousin, because the cousin snuck in to see what her schedule would be the next day. Yeah. The cousin is going to the Christmas concert as well. That's where they're going to make the switch. Yeah. There you go. That took 20 minutes of movie. It took 20 (laughs) seconds of talking. I know. And honestly, could have done without it in the movie, but whatever. Yeah. Well, anyway, he, the one thing that does happen is the prince talks to who he thinks is Margaret, but it turns out it's Stacy. And he's like, I really want my wife to be happy. I would do anything to keep her happy. And I'm worried that she's not happy because she seems too busy and she never wants to fuck. (laughs) But he's like telling it to her and she's like, I'm, oh, everything will be all right. And then later without confirming that she was the one he talked to, she's just like, I'll never pretend to be too busy for you again. I love how she like blames him low key for it. Like uh, it's because I'm now a princess and I want to like just be good enough for you or whatever. Yeah. You're giving me all this princess pressure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the pee pee. <laughs> oh. Princess pressure, perv. Anyway, we go to the concert. It is a concert. The Christmas carnival is similarly a Christmas carnival. <laughs> not as, But it's not as Christmassy as a carnival can be. It's not. Right. Night before Christmas, I think, is peak Christmas carnival. And honestly, we're better for it. That's why we need a sequel to a movie that actually cares about Christmas. Yeah. A night before Christmas. That cares about Christmas, but not internal set deck, where it's definitely the same house from different angles. <laughs> Love it. That movie is perfect. <gasps> oh, my God. I forgot to... I'll, I'll talk about it when it comes up. I just remembered something from my notes. Okay. I, well, I could bring it up now, but I want to bring it up when it's something that we're actually talking about. No, go for it. You wait, you go for it. Is it now or go for it later? Yeah, go for it. No, go wait for it. Wait, wait, you know, choose your fight or whatever. I don't know. Do what you want to do. Okay. There's multiple scenes in this movie where someone brings another character a sandwich and I was hungry and it looked delicious. But I did notice because it happened multiple times. They used the same fake sandwich because I watched them bring a sandwich to one person. I was like, that looks fucking delicious. And they never eat it. It just like sits in the scene. But then later when they have her captive at the the Pembroke Estates, they bring her the same sandwich. I was like, that looks fucking that's the same sandwich. And I like couldn't I had to like rewind it. And I was like, they're reusing fake sandwiches in this. Well, okay. Head cannon. You have a head cannon about the sandwiches? You don't threaten to murder and imprison someone's family unless they make you good sandwiches on when you're on their staff. You know what I'm saying? No. I don't know what you're saying. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, you work for the queen. This is her sandwich standards. She wants an elevated sandwich. Except only one of them was the queen's sandwich. The other one was at a completely different place made by completely different people. Was it still in the country? No. One was in, in Belgravia, right? Well, it's at the other estates. It's still in It's still in Montenegro. No, because the first one is in Belgravia. The second so. one's in Montenegro. Yeah. yeah so it's, These are two different chefs. That sandwich traveled from... <laughs> From Belgravia to Chicago to London to Montenegro. Wow. I won't even eat leftovers from the day before. That sandwich sounds like a real hero. (laughs) God damn it, I gotta go. I'm leaving. (laughs) We don't need another sandwich. Sorry. It's literally like the thickest slices of cheddar cheese and bacon on like toasted, almost like Texas toast. We get it. You were hungry when you watched this movie. I'm still hungry. (laughs) 
think I've ever seen anyone pay attention this much to a sandwich. It was weird that it kept showing up. Pages is like, sure, 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 the scene's going on or whatever, but like, that sandwich dough. <laughs> that sandwich dough. <laughs> Are you sure that sandwich didn't just switch places with the other sandwich to get their sandwich X back <laughs> together with them? <laughs> I want the sandwich switch, guys. Where's that movie? <laughs> the sandwich. <laughs> I just wish it would switch places into my mouth. <laughs> I feel the same about Vanessa Hutchinson. <laughs> it's First of all, it's just Hutchins. Nope. Anyone named Vanessa Hutchinson, please uh, teleport into into Mikey's mouth post haste. <laughs> oh no, she's a tiny person. I feel like Godzilla. Cause you, ah, I, what is hap What is happening? I think what is happening is I, for some reason, in my call for anyone named Vanessa Hutchinson to show up in Mikey's mouth. Also, that shrunk them down like they're interspace or some shit. And now Mikey's a full-on cannibal. A true monkey's paw type of situation. As in it's the size of a monkey's paw? <laughs> it's smaller. Anyway, so the kidnappers show up. They spill a drink on her. They take her to the powder room. They just chloroform the shit out of her. Yes. And take her away. Yeah. And, and we probably should say that the person that they actually chloroform is Stacy, the American who was married to the Belgravian prince future queen of Belgravia, but she is pretending to be the soon-to-be queen of Montenegro, and they think, the kidnappers, that they got the future queen of Montenegro. Right, exactly. This movie plot's insane. I feel like Charlie from It's Always Sunny with his red, like, uh, string around the board, like, trying to talk about Pepe Silvia. Who yeah. was Pedro? Or Pepe Sylvia. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, at the Christmas carnival, Kevin and Margaret hash it out. And he's like, I don't want to stop you from being queen. Be queen as much as you want to be queen. And she's like, I want to be queen. and But I want you to be here. And he's like, all right, I'll live in a palace. Sure. Why didn't you ask in the first place? And they kiss. Which is nuts, right? Like, I thought that the reason they broke up was because he was like, hey, you have to go back and be queen. I don't want that for me in my life. Like, that would be a very sad conversation. I think that's what they were trying to get at. But then he was just like, palace, though. I know. I think he got there and he was like, well, shit. I mean, you got to make a good life for your daughter. Her mom is dead. But like, this palace is better than my house in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Da Bears or whatever, but like Da Palace is better for da sure. Da Palace. Yeah. I love Chicago. Yeah. For your daughter, make your daughter give your daughter a good life. Yeah. I think okay, so he says something to this effect in this scene to her and it's like I thought you and I were going to have like an easy life, which to me, I think he was like, yeah, I thought when your dad died, your cousin would take over yeah, and you would just be like second in line until he had kids, but we'd be rich and we'd live in Chicago. And like, I get that. Like, if that's what you think is going to happen in your relationship and that's what you sign up for, when that changes, you get to opt out of that relationship. And I think that's what Kevin did six months ago. So, like, the fact that here in the scene, he's like, why didn't you ask me to come with you seems bonkers to me. Yeah, it's weird. It seems like they, like, went to McDonald's and were like, oh, I'm going to be princess. We're moving out. And, like, he's like, oh, do you want me to come? And she didn't hear him. And he's like, I guess we're broken up. Like, that's the <laughs> level of yes. misunderstanding that ended their whole relationship. Yeah, it does feel like they dated in the fourth grade. You're right. Because mm -hmm. she's like, he's like, I thought you wanted me to be friends. And she's like, I never said that. And he's like, well, I never said it. 
And they're like, why even write a situation where we realistically break up? We can just make this whole film up, you know? It would be on the same level of maturity if their get-back-together scene was like him handing his daughter a note to take to her that said, will you date my dad? Check yes or no. Yeah, they should have done that. Like, that's the level of maturity that's going on right now. That would have been cuter than this. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Or a note that says... Will you release my dad from your dungeon since you were mad at him for breaking up with you? No, that's that's where we play. Exactly. Say it. Santa. The safe word is elves. Anyway, so Margaret gets back and is like, oh, my God, thank you for switching places. We hashed it all out. We're going to stay together. He's going to come live at the palace. And I kind of love like this idea that like. She just realizes what's going on. And she's like, oh, I'm just not going to switch back. I know. No. Mm mm. It's going to be a no for me. Well, because it's Fiona, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like evil Vanessa. You know what I'm saying? So she's just like, no, I'm, I stole the queen. Like we have absconded with the queen. Spoiler alert. They haven't. It's Stacy, the American who's married to the Prince of Belgravia, making her a princess, but it's all very confusing. But Fiona thinks she is the queen right now. Well, but even though she knows Margaret is not state like now she knows that's real margaret right no but she doubles down she doesn't try yeah, she and be just doubles like, down right and this is the part where i thought that fiona would be like oh internally she'd be like oh i'm stacy of course i'll switch back right and then i will fuck the prince of belgravia and become that princess exactly mm. either way she's got access to money honey she should have thought mm. through this more and she gets to bone down a lonely man i know he would have probably been a very generous lover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but instead, Margaret immediately is like, hey, I was supposed to switch back with Stacy, but I don't think that's Stacy up there. But meanwhile, she's supposed to have dinner with Kevin and Kevin goes up there and she just like Fiona pretending to be Margaret straight up breaks up with Kevin. It's so evil and mean. Fiona pretending to be Margaret is trash. She is like the worst person. She like is calling at, like them by their wrong names like to the point where like like she is so opposite of the person that kevin was just with right at the christmas marketplace and he knows that fiona exists he knows that stacy exists obviously so he knows that there could be any number of possible lookalikes that he could be talking to right now yeah it's almost like when a girl you're dating says she's falling in love with you and then breaks up with you two weeks later yeah it's I, I'm sorry that that's something that came up on this episode because it sounds like that's a, a hurt memory for you, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm just saying people change their minds. Yeah, that's no, all I'm it, saying. No, listen, it happens. But to change your mind that fucking quickly, like it's two hours after they were like, let's be together forever, and she's now talking in a, like a, maybe not a different accent, but it's more sultry. Like she is like a different person. Well, she got a she got a new match on Bumble, so she was like trading up. That's what it is. She was like, I can do better than a Chicagoan baker. I'm a queen. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like their situationship like just wasn't good enough, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. She was like, "Duh, brioche." <laughs> I knew I'd get paged with that. Do you think the queen would be on like a Raya though? I don't think she'd be on Bumble. I don't know. I just know that if it was Genovia, it would be duh, Paris. <laughs> exactly, it would. God. I was thinking that, but I was like, damn it, this isn't a. It's not Genovia. Yeah, it's not Genovia. If you've seen their new flag, it's like pears laid out like a swastika. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> They're a fascist country, Mikey. We talked about it all episode. Oh, I remember. They're complicit. Yeah. In the books. Yeah. Anyway. She decides that now that the jig is up, 
she has to move the coronation up to that night so she can transfer the money quicker. So she meets with Antonio, who immediately is like, you're not Margaret. Right. Uh, And she's just like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, cut me in on this, bro. And we'll like do it together. And she's like, all right, cool. (laughs) But meanwhile, everyone else is like, oh, shit. They spilled the drink. We're pretty sure it was Fiona. Let's go to her estate and see if Stacy is there. So they're en route. Right, because Fiona has like a hideout in the country, which is like, the, it's a very nice like mansion that her her dad, the queen's uncle, left Fiona. Man, this is like the craziest plot. Yes. But we get to this part of the movie and as they're trying to break in and Stacy's trying to break out and it becomes like a vaudeville play, I lost my mind. When Stacy like tricks the guy henchman and like releases the barrel of whatever that like he jumps on top of and like you know those like log things where like you're like trying to kick the other person off the log by spinning it faster he's doing that yeah he's donkey konging this barrel <laughs> into the what wall you, it's insane what kind of sexual shit are you talking about listen he donkey conks his head on the wall yeah he does he definitely does. But not before he tried to serve her the same fake sandwich. This was the switch, my page. The sandwich. The sandwich. We got to wrap this up because I got to ditty the Kong. You know what I'm saying? It's roughly the shape and size of a barrel. <laughs> it's a monkey's paw size. Don't make it make a fist, Paige. Oh, ow. Anyway, they they immediately are like, Stacy, you're all right because no one can actually get hurt in this. Uh, but Frank... Like, comes into fist fight. The prince ends up, like, punching Reggie. So he goes down. But then he starts to get back up. And Frank just, like, judo chops him in the neck. Yeah. Frank don't play. And Frank is, like, probably 55. And he's playing this like an adorable idiot. And I love that. Like, Frank is one of my favorite characters because either he was asked to by the director or he himself chose to make just insane choices with his character. Yeah, it's wild. I love it. I love everything about it. I love that he's part of the Tagalatelli family or whatever. Donatelli. Sure. Yeah, Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatelli. Uh, yeah, my favorite My favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was Tagalatelli. He's my favorite. Yeah. It's really good with cream sauces. Anyway, It really so, is. It slaps. I love it. I'm not even joking. Uh, we cut to the cathedral where she's like, I want to be coronated now. I want a new Loompa now. <laughs> because it is Fiona and she realizes like she has to move with a plan because they're hot on her trail or whatever. So she's like, if I get coordinated <laughs> now, I can immediately embezzle millions of dollars because no one's going to be like, hang on a tick. And uh, well, she's not Moriarty over here. She definitely is not. Well, realistically, Tony, Tony is the one that has guided her through how she's going to embezzle that money. She did not think that far ahead. That's true. It happens in that scene, right? Or right before that scene. Yeah. We see Tony and her like cahoot it up, you know? Yes. In cahoots. <laughs> Meanwhile, they need somebody from the civil government there. So the prime minister shows up and they're just like, okay, I guess we'll get the coronation ready. doesn't seem weird at all. I did like that. Like the, I don't know, father time, whoever runs the church was like, are uh, you sure you want to do this? And uh, Tony's like, oh, uh, there's no law saying we can't. So like, well, actually we can do whatever we want. He's like, fuck off nerd. Whatever. I'll get it done. <laughs> there's no law that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> oh, you mean queen bud page. She's a real bitch. 
Air. H-E-I-R, bud. <laughs> the poster Air writes bud. itself, Paige. Wow. There's no, there's no rule that a dog can't be king. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, the fact that this movie was not made in 1987 shocks me. I'm just picturing it. <laughs> Only if Charles, Charles Grogan is in it. It's not I... Grogan. There's no way it's Grogan. Unless it takes place on Tatooine. No, it's Grogan. Ch- Chad Grogan is actually, or Charles Grogan is the right name. <laughs> he actually got it right this time. But like the second I said Air Bud, there's no reason a dog can't be king. I just pictured a movie where somehow a ruler left their kingdom to their dog. And I just pictured how that would play out. And it's great. We should make it. I demand someone in the Facebook group make a air like h-e-i-r bud poster with instead of a basketball it's got a crown on a dog's head and it says there's no law saying a dog can't be king (laughs) under it in a different but distinctive font oh jeez Anyway, uh, the coronation starts and she doesn't know her own name and she hasn't practiced or anything. And they all barge in and they're like, she's an imposter. Arrest her for treason. Uh, But also, Tony, go to the dungeon. I know, like literally uh, take Tony to the dungeon. I'll deal with him later. Say it, Santa. Mm -hmm. But then she also Fiona has this whole like. I, you know, my parents, I always wanted to be you. And I was like, I don't need this. Uh, They run to the airport. They make it just in time because all this time, Kevin and and Olivia have been in a cab with air quotes, Santa, where this is like the same thing in the first movie where there was like that bucket bell ringer guy who just kind of shows up that they're just like angel, Santa, Christmas spirit. I don't know. He doesn't look like Santa. I feel like they should have just made it Santa. I mean, he is. I don't know. I didn't realize that that was the same guy from the first one. So when he gets like a close up, he gets like a one shot. I was like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, I don't remember every Uber driver ever. Like- I remember <laughs> because I watched the first one right before it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because you watched this the way you're supposed to watch it. I did not. Yeah, as dog intended. <laughs> now you're just being a dyslexic Christian. For dog and country. That's the sequels for Dog and Country. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. It's, oh, it writes itself. It writes itself anyway. That's the fascist sequel. Dog bless America. There's no rule that a dog can't be president. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much. There's definitely a rule because that dog is not 36 years old in dog years. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, technically yeah. 35 and uh, in dog years. Yeah. Yeah. Dog years. Anyway. That just means a seven-year-old dog, which is old for a dog, but it's like the Joe Biden of dogs. <laughs> Joe Biden of dogs. This bitch can, this bitch rules. And it's like the dog is queen. There's no reason a dog can't write her story. There's no law saying a dog can't write Firstery, F-U-R-Firstery. This president's such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches get things done. Uh, oh, it writes itself. Why didn't this happen in the night? Anyway, so they catch up with him in the airport. He doesn't get on his flight. She's like, I can explain everything. We switched. And then also my cousin kidnapped me. And it's like a whole long story. But I still love you. Please don't leave. Please marry me. And they're like, okay. And then they find a pastor, like some sort of clergy, in the in the airport 
And he's like, my flight leaves in five minutes. And they're like, okay, just real quick. Well, yes, Paige, that airport was pasteurized. <laughs> what? As opposed to an unpasteurized airport. Because there was a pastor in it? Yeah. I thought that was real dumb enough to make Paige laugh. <laughs> it was dumb enough that you literally <laughs> broke Paige. We are watching Paige <laughs> literally struggle to breathe right now <laughs> as she's laughing. That's, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever fucking heard. She's like a quote unquote comedian and like laughs at the <laughs> dumbest shit. I think it's because she all day is like crafting excellent jokes. So like what she really needs to relax is like really trash, low, yeah. low brow humor, which is why she likes hanging out with us twice a week. It was also like when Jake and I watched Hoobie Halloween, we were like, this is hot trash, but it's doing it for me right now. <laughs> like every time he's on his bike and has to dodge bigger items every time. It's so stupid. And I love it. <laughs> and Steve Buscemi plays a werewolf. It's great. Anyway, everybody's going back for the coronation, but before the coronation starts, the princess of Belgravia, a.k.a. Stacy, and the prince have a moment where they can, like, make out. And they're like, um, you're late for the coronation. Quit sucking face. And they're like, just give me a second. And they're like, continue to cut, suck face. The prince of Belgravia is like, hey, hang on a bit. This is the first time my wife has, like, talked to me in the whole movie. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. And we know that her kink is switching. So she's fully <laughs> bricked up right now. Maybe <laughs> she'll give us a minute. But we also did sort of like yada yada the queen of Moldovia or whatever marrying Kevin like they get married in that airport they get married in the airport yeah which like it costs like four times as much because it's uh, in an uh, airport uh, uh, uh. I saw a meme today that was like should I buy an airport sandwich or should I fund my dream wedding I was like holy shit reductress <laughs> you get me <laughs> Should I buy an airport sandwich or should I retire at 65? <laughs> I know, she right? actually wasn't queen when she was at this airport because it was duty free. So she's not really married, right? <laughs> is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Loophole. Oh, good night. Anyway, she gets coronated. <laughs> and, and that's the that's movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about the princess switched? Switched again. Well, it's only going up here with movies three and four. I hope this is the low point of the series. Oh, I um, I do think this is worse than the original. It is worse in such a fun way for me. I would watch this next Christmas because it is like there's like an Ocean's 8 level subplot in this movie that is just like if it was Ocean's 8 on vaudeville. It's so funny to me. One Oceans 8 is objectively the worst Oceans movie. And and why would you pick it? And then second, because it was terrible in this I the joke works. I stand by it. And also, Oceans 8 was female centric. It's a female centric switch. It's a heist. I was right. This is not the Empire Strikes Back of Christmas movies, and that's all that's all I'm going to say. No. Uh, we did not find out who their clone father was yet, though. I think they're holding that reveal for the third movie. What's the third one titled? Okay, I'm so glad you asked this. Go for it. So the third one is called 
The Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star. Can I read the description? Paige, I I have it too, but please, yes, Paige, read it. Queen Margaret and Princess Stacy enlist the help of Cousin Fiona to recover the priceless Star of Peace, a sacred relic from the Vatican for the Montenero Christmas Festival. Mikey, it is a Romancing the Stone spoof in the Princess Switch universe. I cannot wait a year for this. But also, this is the one that crosses over with the Chris Miss Prince universe, which is another trilogy that Netflix has, Hell yeah. where they go to Aldova, which is a different country, a different fake country. How many vaguely Eastern Europeans will Netflix create for their <laughs> money machine? But also, so the connection to The Night Before Christmas. So we know that Aldova, Montenegro, and Belgravia all exist in the same universe. Therefore, those are all the same. But in The Night Before Christmas, Madison, who is Vanessa Hudgens' sister, played by Emmanuel Cherokee, she mentions a trip to Aldovia, which sets up a fourth princess switch potentially because Amber and Richard, which are the Christmas prince, have a relationship with Montanero and Madison has Aldovia. So they're all in the same universe, which means that Brooke is somehow potentially related to Margaret, Stacy, and Fiona. So there are four Vanessa Hudgensons. Oh, God, I did it. Fuck. For Vanessa Hudgens in this universe. But also it's related to A Castle for Christmas, the Scottish one we watched last year. This is the one where the Donatellis show up. The Taglatelli? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. The cat, the castle one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we don't get an Avengers Endgame movie out of this, like, se- these series of movies coming together where Prince Kevin snaps at the end and saves everyone's life, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, Falala forever. Falala dead. But yeah, so to answer your question, Mikey, that's what the, th- the third movie is. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Honestly, Paige, same. But do you have any fun facts for us? Very few. Well, hit us with your five <laughs> facts. Y'all Christmas, few fun, fun facts. facts. Did you know that Vanessa Hudgens plays all three of these characters? That is listed here. Yeah, these fun facts are a little slim because one of them also one of them also says uh this is a sequel to the Princess Switch. That's one of the fun facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wrote it. I do I do know that they replaced uh the actress who played Olivia uh just because it had been two years since the first movie. So this is uh, 2018 is the first one. Then 2019 is Night Before Christmas. Then 2021 or 2020 is this one. And then the third one began shooting in 2021. It came out last year, which means if we're on track, then the next one should come out next year, I think. God willing. Great. God willing. I already told you about Sam Palladino co-writing and singing the tracks that get played. Yeah, there's really not much else. Okay. There you go. I can't wait for the next one. Me either. But, Paige, thank you for those fun facts. Even though they were few, I appreciated them. Let's talk a little bit about box office. Now, of course, this is a Netflix movie, so uh, there aren't really, like, numbers to speak of. But I did find a budget. Do you guys want to guess what the budget for this movie was in 2020? Uh, I'm going to say 5 million Monto Dineros. Okay, so 5 million Montcoin? I'm going to go with 14 million Blart coin. <laughs> I am sad to report that this movie was $10 million. That makes sense for the amount of Christmas decorations and palaces and people and weirdness. Yeah. 
If you adjust for inflation, it's almost $12 million today. It's $11.8 million today. But that is your box office. Like, I don't have anything else because it was released straight to Netflix. Um, but, man, um, I love these movies. Like, these Netflix Christmas trash movies. I'm here for it. But, uh, so, do you guys think they're still together? We probably should take each couple separately, right? Like, I do think Stacy and the King of, or I guess Prince of... Uh, Bolero, what's the name of the country? Belgravia. Belgravia? I think they're still together. Sure. I I hope that Kevin and Margaret are still together. And then do you think Fiona is still with her henchman? No. Uh, Well, first off, her henchman, she was not dating her henchman. But do you think she still employs them? I mean, yes, I do think she still employs them. I think the last Princess Switch movie, the Princess Switch 3, I think that's the one where we get a love interest for Fiona. I'm not even joking. That checks out. That would be like Fiona has to get married at the end of the next one. Yeah. To a prince. Yes. After they find the star of the of heart of Domkaya Go- or whatever. Yeah. The Gahooligan. Yeah. Beep boop 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 boop. Yeah. It's never not funny. Well, now that that's settled, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? <laughs> do we I, it's a one for me dog it's yeah, a scale I mean, of one to ten it is it's not really applicable here no. because it's just not happening if this movie had balls and it was more like 365 like and fiona killed the queen like that kind of balls like it would have been a good hot movie but no okay it's a i one. want i want a mix between a christmas movie and 365 where santa locks a woman at the north pole for a year Christmas to Christmas to make her fall in love with him. It's called Ho Ho Ho's. <laughs> the Christmas, what can we call that that's not like offensive? The Christmas switch. Anyway, so Paige, what are you going to give it on a scale of one to one? One. Yeah. It's not a romantic movie. It is a trash Christmas movie you can watch while you're wrapping presents. There's barely romance. The first one was romantic. I like the first one had a good love story. This one does not. I mean, it it has one, but we barely see any of them together. We get the Kevin and the uh, soon-to-be queen of Montanero story, but like we get one scene of them actually being together as themselves right. where they're like confessing how they feel about each other. But all of that is juxtaposed with Vanessa Hudson's other character, Stacy, who is aggressively not being romantic with her husband, Prince of Belgravia. So like, it's not a romantic movie at all, but that's your romance scale. Yeah, that's it. So um, this week, Paige, you made us watch the princess switch switched again. Mikey, it's your week next week. What are you making us watch? For that episode Well I, I, How do you guys feel about Like going real down The awful Christmas romance I'm so here for Mikey, that Mikey you uh, mentioned What you wanted to do And I gave it My whole stamp of approval Like Same I also agree I think we have to do it Last year I snuck on the set Of a Christmas movie And that movie's called Santa Boot Camp <laughs> Produced by <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart Right Yes like, she directed it. Yeah. And I'm in the final climactic scene. Well, yeah, we probably should reveal that Mikey and Melissa Joan Hart are close personal friends. And she asked him to be there. Yeah, friend of the pod. Uh, for that final shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he snuck onto the set. <laughs> and it stars the lady who was the main character in the original West Side Story. Not the main character. She was the sister, Rita Moreno. But how dare they not call it Christmas Explains It All. Uh, well, because <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart's not in it. Oh, never mind. Then. Yeah, she just directed it. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, Rita Moreno, Oscar winner Mar- Rita Moreno, isn't it? I know. And I she's amazing at West Side Story and honestly, everything she's in. And I think it's a Lifetime movie. I don't know. Uh, the synopsis is hired by a shopping mall magnet Ed something to host a Christmas gala for his biggest investors. Emily heads to Santa boot camp to find the perfect Santa and the inspiration she'll need to make the evening a success. Emily starred in The Walking Dead and then... There's a comedic character who also was a real actor at some point as well. I mean, a, a lot of these people are real actors. Like, technically, all of them got paid to be there. Therefore, they are real actors. Yeah, the only person who's not a real actor is the person who snuck on set to be in the final shot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah. real actor. <laughs> Do you know how much I had to act to get on set? <laughs> I had to act like I was meant to be there so hard all night. To get in that last shot Well your homework for next week Is to see Mikey In the final shot Of Santa boot camp As I think Santa In a convertible Flies overhead No don't give it away Sorry sorry (laughs) Sorry I apologize But yeah So your homework Is to watch Santa boot camp Enjoy it Mikey Do you have A review for us to read I was too excited To talk about my Starring role I guess starring. That's uh, that's uh, saying much. Well, while you're looking one up, let me read a Spotify comment that was left under our Family Man episode that came out last week. This one from Milano. It says, Mikey says he's a two in gay bars, but he's a 10 for me. Insert heart emoji here. Signed, a gay. My new personal quest is to compliment Mikey until Todd reads one out. Boom. So there you go, Milanu. I just read it out. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I went to a Lady Gaga-themed party uh, in Cincinnati. Still felt like a two. (laughs) It's because the abs are out on full display, Mikey. Yeah, there's a lot of abs out there. And I'm just like, wow, good for them. Yeah, absolutely good for them. Anyway, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Let's go with Tyne Stroka. What does Tyne Stroka have to say? Tay-Tay is the name of the review. Ooh, Tay-Tay all day-day. Tay-Tay in the wind. <laughs> Tay-Tay in the wind. Oh, my God, a Nell reference? I, I'm with you. That was just for us. I've never seen that movie, but I know exactly what you're talking about because <laughs> anytime someone makes a Nell reference, Mikey loses his mind. Yeah. My family fucking rented that movie, and we watched it from Blockbuster when I was a small child. And I was like, this is a weird movie. Back then, I knew that this movie was weird. <laughs> it's Liam Neeson, right? I think it's somebody like that. And Jodie Foster it's jo- is Jodie Foster is Nell. I know that. I do remember as a child, she flashes her boobies in that. Jeez. Yeah, it is Liam Neeson. Because when he starts to like speak Nell's language, that's when I lose my mind. Tay-Tay in the wind, they go all the way down. That movie so wild. I can't. I can't. I cannot. Can we do it for the podcast? I'm serious. I would watch. No, a- it's a dr- it's a drama. It's Damn a it. drama. Okay. Yeah, she does not fall in love with anyone because of her inability to speak any language on earth. Yes. Although they do kind of understand what she's saying by the end of the movie. Well, Liam Neeson speaks it. He's like, yeah. Tay-Tay have very specific set of skills. Well, and then he does it with like a lisp too. Like I, I distinctly remember how awful. Okay, we're, we're getting off track. So she says Tay-Tay. And she says, OMG, exclamation point, Mikey and Taylor Swift would be an adorable couple together. I agree. I fully, I think I said that on an episode, like, I do think you are the man for her. Every other man is an imposter. 
that she will write a breakup song about. I think she'll also write a breakup song about you, but then we'll be super famous, so that's fine. That would be nice. I'm willing to nurse Mikey through a Tay heartbreak for a hit song. I would take that very hard. Um, yeah, <laughs> you would, Mikey. If Taylor Swift shined her light on you for like a month and then was like, you know what? I think he can do better, so I'm going to self-sabotage this relationship and walk away, <laughs> but Mikey will forever be the one that got away in my mind. Yeah. In like five years, she's going to be scrolling her Instagram and see you with your wife and your kid. Single tear from Tay-Tay. Taylor Swift liked my post again. Get out of here. Get out of here, Taylor. I can see you seeing my stories. My wife told me that you're looking at her stories. She sees the blue check mark. You keep coming up and her people you may know, Taylor. Yeah. We know why. Get over it. But they also say, great <laughs> podcast. Keep it up. Five stars. That's it. Oh, well, thank you so much for the awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review or me read your five-star comment, leave us a five-star review or comment on Spotify, and we'll do that. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Tay Tay in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> grab my monkey's paw. Mikey, bad. Mikey, hurt gorilla. <laughs> Mikey, grab paw. Mikey, domestic violence. No, no, not a Congo now crossover. <laughs> we'll see you next week.